Welcome to Casual Swinger. If you're under 18, the following podcast is not appropriate for you. The subjects and language are for mature audiences only. If you're not mature in nature, just make sure you're old enough to vote. We don't take ourselves seriously, ever. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any opinions or statements made on this podcast, our website, or our blog. It's all in fun, folks. This isn't Dr. Phil. Now, consider yourself the listener properly advised. Welcome back to Casual Swinger. This is Mallory. And uh, Mickey. And we've missed you guys. We've missed a lot of things. I feel like we've been holed up in this house for months, not weeks. Yeah, literally in the last four or five days, it, I've gotten to the point where I, I don't even know what day it is. Yeah, and it, we looked up and, you know, we had an episode ready to go for you guys. And it was it's a great episode. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. We enjoyed it. It's locked, loaded, ready to go. But it felt a little inappropriate to release it right now. It felt plain wrong. Yeah, so um, we're going to can that and keep it. And release it here, I don't know, maybe in the next few weeks, month, whenever it seems or feels right. Yeah, maybe when things calm down and people aren't, like, dying. I mean, it really, so what it was was a celebration of our time at Hito. And we had a great couple on that we had met down there. It was their virgin trip. And it was so great. And so when we canned it, it made this episode late, right? I mean... Yes. Yes. Well, not to mention because of the industry we work in, um, I, I'm I'm on seven days, some <laughs> seven day shifts at this point to help cover logistics. So yeah, fortunately for us, working in technology means that we we are kind of essential. It is, but I feel really good about what we're doing right now because we're trying to get all those new teleworkers and students and teachers and healthcare workers access right now. So. And I mean, we're contributing to the fact that Pornhub has a 39% increase in traffic around the planet right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm not surprised. But what I'm surprised by is you mentioned that the number one search right now in Pornhub is the word coronavirus. Like, 9. what the fuck is million. that? 9.1 million. So people are looking for porn relating to this pandemic. I They just like scrubs fucking, I guess. I, I don't, don't I know, know. But whoever they are, what the fuck is wrong with you? And stop buying our N95 masks to shoot porn. Oh, my God. Don't do yeah. that. Bad. All right, look. So this episode is called Mama Mama My Corona. Yeah, yeah. So even though it's going to be a little tongue in cheek, we feel that a little laughter, a little camaraderie, um, is kind of needed right now. Yeah, and and that is important. And so we this is going to get serious at some point. This is probably going to be a little bit of a long episode, and we did that because you know what, we screwed you and left you out there for a few weeks. Yeah, hanging. yeah, and and take it in tidbits, pieces, break it in half, whatever works for you. Yeah, whatever you got to do because today we are going to interview Doc Judy, and we're going to talk some legit serious shit about being lifestyle in the era of coronavirus. C O V I D nineteen. Yeah, and Doc Judy's another person that we've met in, you know, our travels and in the lifestyle that we're fortunate enough to have those kinds of resources and, and those people, and, and we think about them a lot, especially the people like her, Dr. Rick, and everyone else we know that's Aisha frontline. Yeah, well, these guys that are frontline, oh, healthcare yeah, front first responders, like, oof. Yeah, Sheila. Sheila works in the ICU. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we've got a lot of those going on, and I mean, I, I think about Doc Judy, but that's different. That's for an entirely different reason. Dirty. Yeah, I'm sorry. She's hot as fuck. She really is. But look, so we're going to get to all that. Let's start with the intro, okay? So you guys probably have assumed at this point 
Now, have you, if you've been listening to Casual Swinger for a while now, you know that we had a very busy spring lined up. Yes, and basically everything for the first half of the year has been canceled, rescheduled. Yeah. Um, we're looking, I think the first event potential uh, rescheduling is in August. Yeah, I that's going to be our Nashville yeah. trip, which was next weekend. So Wade Bowen and Randy Rogers were going to be playing. We were going to go see them. But instead, they did an online uh, concert this yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. Wade Bowen has been streaming live on Facebook every Friday night. So this was the second one. He's going to do one again this coming Friday, which will have Jack Ingram on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk about that in a few when we talk about things that we're doing to stay busy. But just keep in mind, we do have a lot of things that have been postponed or canceled. So if you've been following along, make sure to check out casualswinger.com and see where those dates have been changed. Yeah. Things like Nashville, that's been moved to August. Yep. Podcast of Palooza has been moved to October. Which... Got news for you guys, October, uh, as long as everything's well and good, the weather is outstanding. Oh my God, yes. It's actually better. In my opinion, it is, because you still have the warmer waters. Mm -hmm. So if you say you're extending your stay to, to, you know. At the beach. To go to the beach, hang out in the area. I love it. I love Southern Florida in uh, the fall, October, and it bumps up close to Fantasy Fest, I think. It does. So, so you could kind of like do your Miami thing exactly. and then go down to the Keys if exactly. you really want to do some shit. Yeah, Fantasy so, Fest is a huge. I've never actually done Fantasy Fest, but I've always kind of wanted to. But even though we live in Florida for like three years now, we need to get down there eventually. We do. And I told you my story about how the only time I've ever ended up in Fantasy Fest, right, was totally by accident with <laughs> my my roommate at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first time I saw naked people like out in the wild. And I was like, this is strange. Strange. This was, is a party waiting to happen. I was 18. But, you know, we'll have a Fantasy Fest conversation some other time for these guys because this is already going to be a long show. This is important. Casual Toys is closed for shipping until April 13th. Our warehouses are closed. So even if you place an order with us, unless you're, you know, ordering like a uh, my underwear or something, which I don't sell on Casual Toys, but I suppose no. I could make an exception for the no. right customer. No, I can sell my underwear too. <laughs> they yeah. want yours. They don't want mine. <laughs> well, jokes on them. I don't really wear underwear. So. Shocker. But hey, more to come, guys. There's, I'm sure there's going to be other postponements. There's other things that are going to get moved around. For right now, as far as we know, our August trip up to the Euphoria foam party is still on. That's true. So mm-hmm. that should still be cool. We still got that coming up. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I think a lot of things are getting rescheduled to August, September, October, and November. Right. So speaking of other news and things that are going on, I am uh, very sad to report that the Champagne Club has closed its doors permanently. So if you guys didn't know about yeah. that, I wrote an article about that uh, for ASN Magazine a few months back. And Eric and Melissa released a statement that we can release at least a part of right now. They said, we have fought for as long as we're physically, emotionally, and financially able to. The city of Fort Wayne was unable to win this case in court. Knowing this, they used what can only be called blackmail to secure an eviction from a property owner of our location. Our property owner is 78 years old and in frail health. He uses the income from leasing many properties to live on and care for his family. With the fear of relentless and random inspections across all of his properties, he was left with no choice but to terminate our lease in the best interest of his family. We fully understand this choice. The city of Fort Wayne not only went after an elderly man, but they used the horrible state of crisis our nation is under to have the judge issue a restraining order against Eric and I personally to cease and desist all club operations, saying our club is irreparably harming the public. Even though we've complied 100% with all CDC, 
local and state and federal guidelines to close during this time. They also sought a permanent injunction claiming clubs such as ours violate the Nuisance Act. All of this added up to an insurmountable legal battle we can no longer fight. So sad. Very sad because this is probably the best, if not one of the best and classiest clubs in this country. They extended invitations to you and I to come to so many of their events. And we were planning on going to Fort Wayne this summer at some point. Yes, sir. That is true. We would have spent money in hotels, restaurants, bars. It would have been something. Yeah. So it's it's a real bummer. Uh, Complete bullshit, but it is a warning to every club owner out there, I think. How so? Well, I think that it can happen to anybody. And that's something that Eric and Melissa went on to say in this statement that you're not you're not you're not immune just because you think that you're okay because your zoning laws are okay because you got a good landlord things can change and i think there's an army of these people out there like the douchebag bergfolds of the world mm-hmm. that are are out to get some of these folks so i think that people should support places like the ncsf yeah yeah and just for anyone who doesn't know bergfold is the attorney right that is hired by these cities to consult and then go after these places that's right. He sure is. And, you know, he's he's marketing his services around the country. So I think it can happen to just about anybody. And the last thing I think you can do is support your local club. Go see them. Spend money there, especially yep. after this is over. Absolutely. And I hope uh, when this is all said and done, uh, we see Eric and Melissa um, getting back into it, if if at all possible, because they, they were really good at what they did. Yeah, they, they really were. And they, they said in their statement that they're not looking to to do anything around Fort Wayne or in the surrounding area or even necessarily in Indiana. They've been doing this nine years. They poured their hearts, their blood, their sweat, their tears. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, my heart's broken need, for those guys. They need time to heal. Yeah. yeah. So it may take a little time. But hey, everybody here in the meantime, us, our family, friends, as far as we know, nobody's sick. Nope. No, nope. I did get word today, though, uh, about 10 minutes before we started recording that uh, a family member did come in direct contact with somebody. So now they're in isolation and quarantine for 14 days away from their kids. Oh, that yeah. sucks. It's the landscape. Yeah, right it's now. the world we're in right now. But so, what have we been doing though to pass the time, other than you know staring at each other and doing balloon animals and shadow puppets and bickering a little bit, and then going, yeah, I think I watched all Netflix. Um, <laughs> all of the Netflix. No. <laughs> I have not watched all of the Netflix. Well, one of the things that we decided to do is we decided to do some video chats with groups of people, like yes. other content creators. Yeah, I think that is absolutely helped attribute to our you know semi-sanity over here yeah being able to see your friends their faces laugh have a good time we had what three of those last week four yeah we did so but you know that fun is not to take away from anything that's happening out there right now and neither is this episode we are going to have a little bit of fun here in a few minutes but we want you to know that our hearts go out to any of you that are directly affected by this virus or its effect on the economy uh, you know, we have friends out of work. We now have some family that's been exposed to it, but thankfully right now no one's sick. So we're going to try to have some fun. It's no disrespect today for anyone struggling. Quite the opposite. We want to give you a reason to smile. Yes, agreed. So we're going to do some of that today, but these video chats, right? So we did one with other content creators. We did it with Arnaudi. Yes, because it was Nikki's birthday. Yes. Yeah. And who else did we have? Um, we did it with the Rascals. Right? Yes. Well, I was just talking about the content creator one. Oh, on the content creator. Oh, so we had uh, Euphoria Chronicles. Uh-huh. Arnaudi, Kate joined us for a couple minutes, but she um, that was the same night she was doing a live with um, Tara. Oh, yeah. Um, who else was there? Oh, I know this. I know these answers. Yeah. Oh, uh, DDN. We had Dave and Andy. Yes. 
and Sapphic came yes, in for a few. Those two came in right. and fucked shit up. Dirty girls. We got to see the the swinging dog Piper. <laughs> Piper is so cute. That's all right. <laughs> Sorry. So we had a really good time hanging out with these guys. So what do we do with these video chats? We do them on Zoom. We do them on Google. We do them on FaceTime. And and we did have some fun, right? We had all of these people in. We played some games. We brought some digital games to the party. Oh, yes. Can I please, please? Oh. I'm going to go off the rails with this for right a second. Ahead. So um, something we play at home is a game called Quiplash, and it's available on jackbox.tv. There's these game packs that you can buy and play virtually with other people. I mean, we did a screen share with it, but it is flipping hilarious. It's like cards against humanity, but you write in your own answers yeah. and you compete against each other. So we brought that to the table along with some other games and we got everybody playing games together and just having some laughs and doing some virtual shots. Yes. Oh, we got hammered. Oh, shit. Oh. Housed. Oh, so bad. And, uh, so bad. And then I had to do all video meetings for my vanilla job the next day i had a hat and sunglasses on and doors are like you're all right <laughs> you okay are you good yeah yeah fine no uh you know i do have one thing to say to those crazy ass people though hashtag vorgy oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you had to be there to get it you, that message was for our friends yeah. in euphoria and uh, are naughty now of course we did another one like what a day or two later with rachel's rascals we did, and we got to see literally some of our rascal family from across North America. That was so much fun. We got the pastors, Mitch and Cindy. They were yes, there. Yes, Mitch and Cindy. God, we uh -huh. love those guys. Yep. Uh, we got to see Allie get, I don't know, finger banged or something was going on in the background. <laughs> we're all playing a game. We look up, and we just see Allie's butt. Yeah, that was, so, that uh, was, that was good. Uh, and so... You know, kind of my point here, though, is, and we had chats with some friends privately. Yeah. And what was up with the cum Twinkies from Jack and Kissy? Oh, gross. I don't know what that <laughs> Where was. Jack and Kissy, what the hell? I love you guys. But once we got over the cum Twinkies, I think, you know, we just burned through a ton of booze and hung out with friends. Oh, man, great. I, I, I wish I could remember the question so I could give it more Which one? Color. Every answer was cum Twinkie. Yeah, well, because <laughs> the first one had such an impact. I mean, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, and Stick I with think what, what works. Didn't Jack go all the way with like talking about that eclair from Van Wilder? Yeah, and give the visual. And I, there we go. Uh, That's what it was. Uh, oh. mm. Like that little girl off the the fake poop video that oh, we, I made that you watch yesterday. Classic. We're not going to put those yeah. links in today. But look, you guys can do this. You can socially distance and still talk to people. We've hung out with friends from all over the planet in the last few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, and you can keep doing it. Exactly. And I have, you know, older parents and, and whatnot. And it's a way for me to keep in touch. I had to teach my mom how to FaceTime. <laughs> God, which, really? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the only way she's going to contact me from now on. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, look, we are going to have a little bit of fun here today on Casual Swinger. So we are big content junkies, right? We play on YouTube. We play here on our podcast. Yep. One of the things that we've noticed is this trend on YouTube of people making parody videos. Oh, you know, any, any, anytime something's trending, you know, this, let's take away the pandemic. Um, I, I, I love looking for parody videos because it's a creative outlet for people to get, you know, involved or, mm -hmm. or get a message out or just have a good time. Right. Well, come on. And I'm from the weird out, weird out generation. Right. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Right. So, I mean, I, I grew up with, you know, what was that? Like fat. Yeah. Just eat it. <laughs> just eat it. Right. But so nowadays everybody's kind of on that train and I like that train better than the one where all those stars were like singing. Imagine. I, you know, I guess I appreciate the, you know, the sentiment behind it. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think it was maybe a little tone deaf. A little for bit. Me. Yeah, it's I mean Joe I Rogan cool. Joe Rogan called Wonder Woman a, a dumbass for doing it. He's like, you know, you guys are rich. Your lives don't change. You can sit at home. There's people that can't sit at home. Right. So I'm kind of with Rogan on that one. But I do love seeing artists do all these free concerts online. That, that's amazing. So much. Yeah. I do think music binds us. I know that if you guys listen to Casual Swinger, you know how much we love music. It's, It's pretty much my primary outlet for anything creative. I love reading. I love catching up on some shows, some brain candy every now and then, Mm -hmm. but music's really where it's at for me. If I had to choose music, literature, or television, I I think, I think it has to be music for me. They all come after sex. Well, sex, I don't have to choose. (laughs) Like there's no, I don't, I don't have to choose. I always get sex, but if I had to choose, you know, that entertainment, Okay. Well, and you know, so we were talking about how much we love red dirt. So it's important for us to let you guys know that one of our favorite guys out there is a guy named Wade Bowen. We've traveled to see him. Our episode about Austin is when we went down to see Wade Bowen and he's doing anything. We're not obsessed. I swear. No. Yeah. We don't follow this guy like crazy. It's just (laughs) not like Burt Kreischer where we go all over the country to watch. We may obsess over birdie boy. Yeah. A little bit. A lot of it. (laughs) That dude is, he's my spirit animal. Although he's like in great shape now. So I feel terrible. And like, now I need to go do something. Well, round still is a shape. (laughs) Right. (laughs) What did I say? I mean, I don't know. I don't know that he's running like any Ironman things right now, but I don't, I don't know. I heard he did a live kettlebell workout the other day online. Oh, I missed that. (laughs) Me too. Thankfully. Uh, But hey, Wade Bowen is doing these free concerts on Friday nights. He's calling it Wade's World. You can check that out. And I think uh, next week is Jack Ingram, like you said It is Jack Ingram. Mm -hmm. So that should be pretty cool. And that's just basically him and another dude sitting in his garage playing music. Yeah. If you like singer-songwriters, you have, you know, an affection for Texas country or... Just just want to check it out. I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. And also check out hashtag music heals. Yes. Uh, hashtag music heals is supporting some of these providers and these we're talking about the roadies. We're talking about the sound guys. Everybody's benefiting. Music heals is supporting people that can't tour right now to entertain you. And that's how they make their living. So hashtag music heals on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, these guys are raising money, and that's one of the things that Wade is doing, is doing these, and he's taking tips, and he's spreading it out. A portion of it all goes to Music Heels, so I think that's a really, really, mm-hmm. really good thing. Yeah, I think it's a great cause. I do, but in the meantime, everybody else is making parodies, and we're going to offer up some of our favorites to you, which we're going to take a gamble here. I did a lot of research on fair use in podcasts, and I think <laughs> we're okay. Okay. I think we are. We're going to put links in the show notes to all of these. We're going to give credit to everybody where it's deserved, and we're only going to play a little snippet of each of these, and we're going to talk about them after we play them. So what's the first one, Mallory? What are we going to talk about? I think this first one's going to be by a family that uh, a lot of us have seen before, and oh. it's actually a medley. I like it. I like it too. The whole thing is a medley, but we're just going to play one little snippet. Yes, correct. So here it comes. Ready, set, go. go. I think I did it again. I just touched my face. It's the new Cardinal sin. Oh, baby, I thought I never did it. But I guess I do. Like five times a minute. I do it so much. It's 
All right, raise your hand if you learned that you also touch your face 3,000 times a day. Oh, right? so much. Right? So It's that, ridiculous. It was, it, it's probably um, a horrible habit that I, I'm trying to cut it out of my life now, given the circumstances. So. Well, I love, especially with, you know, clean hands. I, I love the Holderness family for starters. I think yes. they do an amazing job. That's what I meant to say is it was the Holderness family and yes. that's uh, songs for social distancing. And they're the guys that did the Christmas jammies, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. And that, I mean, you know, this medley of songs, it's a lot of different songs that he did and his voice has gotten better. Like he was always good. Yeah. Like he's gotten better since they started doing stuff. I have and, to agree. And I, I like this from a social commentary perspective. I feel like they're really kind of taking a song that everybody knows and pointing out something that we all actually do. Well, and it's a it's a more fun way to tell people to wash your hands yeah. instead of the news every five minutes. Right. Wash your yeah. fucking hands. You yeah. can die. Yeah. No, I love it. So. Well, no, you actually can. So oh, we probably shouldn't joke about okay. that. Oh, wait. No joking about death. Bad. Yeah. Bad casual swinger. Yes. All right, so the next one up, I uh, I think I get to pick this one, right? Yes, this is yours. All right, from me to you, we're going. Oh, we're staying inside. Staying inside. Ha, ha. No, I'm not going to sing. I really should stop doing you know, that. But again, this is the thing I love about these parodies is it's kind of, I mean, yeah, it's social instruction and telling everybody, yeah. you know, we're all kind of actually in this together and doing the same thing. Oh, and absolutely. Yeah. What is it? Uh, his name is Brent McCullough. Brent McCullough. Yes. And, you know, I loved about this video is you can tell that this is a band that is all social distancing because it's a four panel video. Oh, the video was so exactly. awesome. Yeah. So, by the way, all of these are from YouTube. You can go to YouTube and check these out. By all means, check out our show notes and go see each of these. Yes, because some of these guys have several up there that are outstanding. Yeah, so we just picked our favorite. We're going to share them all on Twitter, too. So we're going to put all these on Twitter for you guys so you Sweet. can see them. And Brent McCullough and his band, right? This whole yeah. band, like, and they socially distanced and did this song together. Also, there's a cute little puppy. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> bass player did have his dog eating a bone or something while he was doing it. So good. But I, I really love what they did with the song. I think it was produced wonderfully. Yes. And again, just such a social commentary right now. And I really, really enjoyed that. Exactly. So this one, is it my pick? It is now? your pick. Okay. It is your turn. So this one is a throwback to my mall days. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love I love it for its, um, well, basically because I love the original. Let's be honest. But I was surprised to see it on here as a parody. So here we go. Trying to make sure there's no one else around I'm working from home now I'm binge watching series three of The Crown Self-quarantine zone now Checking every hour on the heat of my brow I'm glued to my phone now of WhatsApp is the only sound, so I'm scrolling. Oh, I, okay, I love it so much. So, for anyone who doesn't know, that was Luke Murgatroyd, and that was a cover of 
the Tiffany I Think We're Alone Now, which was also a cover of, what was it? The Tommy James and the Shondells. Just makes me want to go to a mall and dance. I know. I am totally for the next Skype um, date we have or WhatsApp video or whatever we're doing. I'm totally getting out my acid washed uh, jean jacket with the buttons. You still have one of those? I do. And you make fun of me. I do. <laughs> okay. Just want to get that straight. So what I actually love about this, and, and again, it, it's kind of the same commentary, right? This is, it's just kind of a, a reflection of where we are socially, but trying to have some fun with it, using something that I think means something to all of us, which is music. And just kind of, I love these, like, I'm working from home now. No shit. <laughs> so are we. Yeah, we're lucky enough to be working from home, though. Like, when in the grand scheme of things, it's a blessing. Yeah, it is. But, yeah, we still have a job. But, you know, music, you know, I don't know. I, I'm sorry that, you know, because we were picking the clip, the part of the clip that we wanted to use for this thing. And it was, we wanted to use that whole children behave, you know. I know. Just, I don't know. I really felt like the chorus was important. I, I'm over here, like, snaking my head and snapping my fingers. <laughs> Yeah, just so like I did in the mall. For me, uh, you know, my turn, and I want to pick uh, what is I what I think one of the one of the best parodies that's come out since then, and was kind of my inspiration uh, when I went looking to see if anybody had done this yet. When we started, we named this episode. I said, I wonder if anybody's oh, yeah, done right. a parody <laughs> of this song yet, and uh, this one's just for you guys. Got to make a grocery run. Well, that sounds fun. Why am I out here risking my life? Corona, where's a goddamn parking space? Shit, I touched my face. Wait, I think I finally caught my Corona. Stop it, don't be manic. Go inside. No organic? Oh no, all GMO. Jesus Christ, now I panic. I'll die. Oh, touch my face, toilet paper. Oh, man, he's got all, he hits all the high <laughs> notes. I love Chris Mann. This dude is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And he's got so many videos out there. He, he really does. He has shit else to do. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I videos. think the one I'm going to, well, I'll leave it a surprise, but. Well, anyway. I, I want to just talk about this for a minute because, you know, obviously Corona, Sharona rhymes so closely. We're hearing a lot of people talk about it. And I think other people might have tried to do this and then saw what he did. And he did such a great job of touching on all the individual pieces of commentary that really matter. Right. I mean, he's talking about I'm out of toilet paper. I'm risking shit, my, my face. Yeah. And I'm risking my life to go to the grocery store. I think everyone it feels that way. Yeah. Right. Because like we're at a point we can't um, get delivery. No. Pretty much of it, anything anymore. We can't even do curbside pickup to no. pick stuff up. So no. we have to go into the grocery store. We have to exactly. risk our lives. And he touched on all of that and did it in a fun and funny way. So I loved it. Yep. Same here. All right. So what so do you got? because you introduced me to this gentleman, I went through some of his other videos and I came across this one, which again is another throwback. And I'm just like putting all my guilty pleasures out there. But it made me laugh. So I hope you guys enjoy. Oh, get your dance on. Look around everywhere you Okay, so obviously I was a huge Madonna fan back in the day, and Chris Mann did this um, as a parody to Vogue. And what I loved is, like, that first line, like, it's everywhere that you go. Right, you can't even true. turn around. You no. can't swing a dead cat without... Exactly. And I think, and in a lot of ways, it's a good thing, because you need... People, if it's not in front of your face all the time, they forget. 
Right. Well, and what's the line, right, between public awareness and oversaturation? Right. Because, I mean, it's everywhere. Every can parody you, we found is COVID. Yeah. I, I mean, can you really get oversaturated with, you know, you could something die. like this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and have the wherewithal. You stay the fuck at home, bitch. Right? <laughs> like uh, that's, the, that's pretty much the title of the song. <laughs> Come on, stay home. Log yeah. remotely to your meetings. Yeah. Like, it, but I love that he did that to Madonna. And yeah, you're right. It's an iconic song with an iconic video. It, it draws parallels in your head. Exactly. Which is crazy. So the next song and my last song for this group is actually not a parody per se. It's an original work. The uh, lyrics were by a guy named Chris Franklin. He's given a shout out right in the beginning of this video on YouTube. But what happens after the fact is there's this old guy who puts this poem to words or something and it just it just blew me away because it's so freaking good and it's hilarious and it's yours in three, two, one. A virus, so I've written you a poem. We need your help to cure it, so stay the fuck at home. And if you have got 12 kids or you're living on your own, lock it down and isolate and stay the fuck at home. If you think you're not at risk here, you're living in a dome. It spreads faster than a hooker's leg, so stay the fuck at home. I need the gym, I need the beach, I hear you bitch and moan. You need to grow a brain cell and stay the fuck at home but i feel fine. oh my god i love that guy so hard oh okay right? that that may be my favorite social commentary out the ass like i, I know you got to go to the gym i know that your life is so busy and you're so important and you're so special but stay the fuck at home right and also <laughs> i like old guy singing to me yes i'll do whatever he says oh and he's just he's got so <laughs> he's much so style cute. you gotta watch this video go to our show notes and go just see this video and give this guy a click. Give him a follow. Give all these guys a click and yeah, a follow. Yeah. Chris Mann, he's amazing. Follow him Brent on Brett McCullough, yep. All of these guys. All these guys. And, and this, you know, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Just, I'll do no, this all day. No, 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 no. I, but that original poem, like you said, you know, <laughs> amazing. I, I, I know it's hard. I know you're, you're struggling. Everyone's going a little stir crazy, but just stay home. Yeah, stay the fuck yeah. at home. <laughs> Just stay home. Just fuck each other for a while. All right, you get the coup de gras. You get the orgasm. What do you got? Okay, so I saw this on a friend's page, and I fucking died. Um, I think it's one of the most parodied songs out there. Hmm. Like, if you Googled this parody, like, there's a bunch of different subjects that come up. Um, but it's definitely... I think oh, next to old guy, it's it's like my second favorite because it's so good. And they did the, the the song in the entirety, so here it is. Okay, so you know you want to hear the rest of the song, and you absolutely should. That was uh, Coronavirus Rhapsody. Uh, the vocals were by Adrian Grimes and lyrics by Dana J. Bine, I think is the last name. Okay, and yeah. again, these are in the show notes. We're going to put these on Twitter for you as well. You have to go give these guys a click and a follow. Yes. Adrian Grimes, holy shit, what a voice Right, that right, and again, the whole song's amazing. Like, you know, the, the crescendo of the song where mm -hmm. they're, you know, you did shoulda moves, shoulda moves, or what? May I have some more mangoes? <laughs> it's so good. So no, good. I, I absolutely love, and we've been talking about social commentary all episode, right. but when he says, I'm just a poor boy, I've got no job security. That's legitimate. Welcome to America right yeah. now. 
Yeah. Holy shit. Yep. I love that one so hard. And then you got to you got to do it. And you got to introduce it. And I'm well, so I found it. You I'm sorry. It. You gave it to me. And I tell you what, I might actually put that into my like my regular rotation just because it's they did such a good job. Yeah, I was really impressed by his voice. And I think they have a few other videos out there, too. They, I'm sure they do. Wow. Well, anyway, guys, that was going viral. That's what we called this one is going viral as our little kind of segment. I see name. what you did there. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're trying to be punny. I am. I'm a punny guy. I'm, I'm very funny or punny or something. But hey, let's get serious for a minute because we do have se- we have a segment coming up that I think everybody needs to hear. Yes. Um. Uh. You did an interview with Judy, um, Doc Judy. Yeah, where were you? What the hell? I, I had to plan logistics. Know, this was our first ever job. solo. Yeah, thing. I never played solo before. You see Is what that I did there? true? I see what you did there. <laughs> I see. Anyway, I had Doc Judy join me for an interview. We've been trying to pin her down for almost three weeks, and I bet you guys can understand why she was busy. Yeah, she's a um, family practitioner. Mm-hmm. So obviously some of the protocols have changed and how she's uh, addressing her patients, you know, with the, the whole landscape of everything right now. So I think it's great that you guys were able to connect and actually have a discussion around it, around, you know, stuff that relates to the, you know, lifestyle with this. Yeah, and I really wanted to kind of bring her in and talk about some of the things that have been really weighing heavily on our minds, both as content creators and as lifestyle people. Like, you know, the economic implications of what's going on. Think about all these lifestyle clubs and businesses that employ people that have, you know, bartenders and staff and people that clean the building and and all the owners themselves. Yeah. I mean, these are massive economic implications. And I know that it's easy for some of us to sit back and go, well, why didn't you close? Why aren't you socially responsible? I don't know. They have a, a rent to pay or a mortgage to pay or people with families and, and dance recitals and Taekwondo bills. And I mean, everybody's got massive bills to pay. And I don't know anybody that $1,200 is going to solve that problem for. Yeah. These are very um, strange, stressful and scary times we're in right now. Yeah. And I, I don't know that there's a, a right answer to anything, honestly. They um, really are. But I wanted to call out two clubs uh, that I know of. And these are by all means not the only clubs that did this, but that went out of their way and harmed themselves economically to do the right thing first. Yeah, that's true. Didn't we get a message from Taboo? We did. We got a yeah. message from Vicky directly at Taboo. She chose to close. And yeah, and she was in Baltimore. Yeah, and they closed early, like really, really early on. Beginning of March. It was, I think that was wise. And she actually sent me a message. And in the email she sent me, she said, Mickey, we really want the members to be our primary concern and not make it based on numbers. Numbers will come back. Members won't if something happens to them. Yeah. That was her statement to us when we asked her why she closed so early. Now, another club that closed early, and again, shut down, no cleanliness standards, no, you know, here's all the crazy things we're doing, was Bronze in Northern California. They mm-hmm. closed down early as well. Yeah. So I just thought that was really cool of those guys and, and really a big risk as a business owner. I get the ones that didn't. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's 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 our call to make whether we go attend anything open, right? And yeah. we choose not to. Yeah. And then you've got other clubs that, that did some pretty interesting gyrations, right? So, I mean, people like Champagne, when they were intending to stay open, they mm-hmm. limited their number of guests they would allow in to whatever the government's guidance was. In addition Fair. to 110 mm-hmm. yeah. different, you know, cleanliness standards, no spoons in the buffet, uh, crazy stuff like that to try and, and get things straight. But you know who had the most interesting response that was I it, saw? Was it Secrets? Yes. Yeah. It was secrets. They bought a buttload of UVC lights 
and deployed them around the resort and in the rooms to try and clean surfaces with UVC light or UVC radiation, uh, which has been shown to be effective in killing bacteria and certain viruses at certain intensity levels over time. Now, it doesn't kill a virus. It makes it inert, right? That's right. Is that what I... Okay. It doesn't kill it. It makes it inert. It keeps it from reproducing. Right. And I mean, there's some... There's different research out there, too, because didn't a BBC article come out recently around around those lights? It did. Yesterday, this article came out, and what it said is they actually don't know if it kills COVID. Mm -hmm. They don't know if it renders COVID inert because there's no testing been done on it. But what it does do is hurts humans a lot. Well, it's UV. Yeah, but it's UVC. So apparently you can get a sunburn in 10 minutes equivalent to hours of sun exposure. So what they say is anybody that's using it or deploying it should be very well trained in its usage. I wonder if it's the same light bulbs that are used in tanning beds. I I don't know what those are. I should probably just keep my mouth shut because I don't know. But I was like, well, you know. Yeah, they're intense as hell. I know uh, when I talked to Erin, she said that they were just going crazy with them all over the resort. So I know Secrets busted their ass to try and stay open for their employees and give people a a safe place to go when they thought we could. As safe as they could possibly make it given the circumstances. They did. And you know what? At no small expense to their own. So No, no, that probably did not run, you know, cheap. No. You know, but again, I'm a huge germaphobe. I work from home anyways, and I'm kind of a hermit when we're not like out there, you know, meet up with friends or having activities left up to me, I'd probably just invite people over and, and never leave our house. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so thank God for you. Party in your pants. I'm coming. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm a fun guy. You are hilarious today. Killing it. You got to let me out of this Lord. fucking house. I need to tell jokes to somebody. <laughs> but I mean, like things are happening across the board here. Like everyone's trying to gauge what this all means in the long run. Like, mm-hmm. YSW? Yeah, they canceled for the year. Wow. The whole year, even the November trip is canceled. Wow. Which, by the way, brings all kinds of weirdness to our Rascals trip. I think we're going to be doing some crazy stuff. We'll talk about it later. But holy moly. Yeah. YSW canceled for the year. Bliss canceled their April cruise. Desire is closed from March 31st to April 30th. So basically starting this weekend through the rest of the month. Yeah. Well, and Hito's closed. Hito is closed. Literally closed. Because the government, Jamaica's not letting any, any flights in. There, there's, unless you are a Jamaican, yeah. you cannot come there. That's right. You're not allowed in. And, you know, initially they did the same thing as everybody else. We're going to enhance our cleaning protocols. We're going to, you know, make sure that anybody that's exhibiting symptoms is, is cared for. until Right. And that's what they did up until the last day. And they yeah. still have staff on property that lives there. They have uh, staff quarters. They do. So, and, you know, not only that, they kept a skeleton crew there. Mm-hmm. And right. so we actually talked to Harry Lang uh, because he's a friend of ours. And Harry told me, and this is actually a quote from Harry, where he said, we closed Hito Saturday because Jamaica isn't allowing any incoming flights from any country. We have a skeleton staff at Hito continually cleaning and airing out all areas. We're also performing maintenance items we didn't have time to or were too difficult to do when guests were in-house. We want to be ready to go day one when travel restrictions are lifted. So these guys are going out of their way to not only make it a safe place, but make it a better place. They are. And I think that's wise on, you know, Harry's part to go ahead and jump in and go, okay, what are, what's on our project list that is easier to do now that the resort's empty and we can go ahead and knock this out. And this was already in the plans for this year. And maybe we can up that timeline to maximize, you know, this time we're given. Yeah. And so, so we, we obviously love, love Hito it. and we got a lot of listeners that love Desire and Desire is finally, you know, closed down for a month. And I bet they're going to do something very similar. 
But what does all this really mean? You know, I mean, lifestyle travel shut down, lifestyle clubs are shut down. I think it means that we started out really unprepared for this virus. We had no idea what this meant. Well, I think, and I hate to say this because I'm probably going to make some enemies out there, but I think as Americans, we live in this bubble. And it was a big deal. It was, it was a big deal worldwide. It was a big deal in Asia and China. And I mean, we just insulated ourselves because we did not have anything directly correlating to our day-to-day lives. Or we didn't correlate it. Funny that you say that because when I was talking to Kate the other night, she said, and that's swinging down under Kate, Kate and Daryl, by right. the way. Love those guys. Uh, Kate said, this is day 81. So this is like a week ago. So uh-huh. she's almost at day 90 of dealing with this crap. Yeah. And we're all going crazy and telling weird and dad jokes over here because we've been doing this for two weeks. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, now that it's here and it's at our front door, you know, I, I know life being lifestyle isn't our identity as a whole. It's, it's part of who we are and what we enjoy. It does, life has not stopped for us per se. You know, we're still lucky enough to be healthy in our home with our family, our kids, yeah. You know, we're doing the best we can. Very much so. Can't agree with you more if I tried. Yeah. Uh, but what I would say is the takeaway for our listeners here mm-hmm. is that, you know, people pour their lives and their hearts into these businesses. Absolutely. And this article that I'm putting together for for Mike at ASN, you know, don't hate on these businesses because they didn't close first. Don't hate on these businesses because they closed last. You know, in the rearview mirror, it's easy to see what happens. Don't hate on somebody today for what they didn't do yesterday if they didn't know either. So try to, you know, think about these people in these businesses, these bartenders, these employees. Those were the people they were thinking about, mm-hmm. not necessarily their bottom line. I know some of these owners. Yeah. And, you know, just to put it out there, you know, I'm not trying to tell anybody what to do, but something I thought of while we were sitting here and you offered to do this with some of the people that you that provide services to you, whether that's, you know, getting your hair cut or, or whatever. I, I went on my list of people that I usually go out and, and ask for them to provide me a service. And I started pre-tipping them because it's money I'd planned to spend anyways. Mm-hmm. And it's safer for us to socially distance, even though, well, now it's um, in some counties around us, it's mandatory. Yeah. Right. So I went ahead and Venmoed, pen palled whatever I was planning to spend to ensure that, you know, they have some sort of stability as it relates to their customer base and their lives. And I hope I'm not the only one doing it for them because I'd like to see them get through this as well and be able to go back to the businesses they, they have established. Pen Pal, a new payment service brought to you by Mallory Casual Swinger. I said Pen Pal? You did. Aw, I meant PayPal. <laughs> Too many margaritas. I, I am completely sober. I just have mush mouth. It's so embarrassing. That's awesome. Guys, last message before we bring in Doc Judy, and she has a lot of messaging for you, so I think you guys are going to love this. But remember that fear is scary by itself. This interview is not meant to scare you. It's meant to inform you and help you get a doctor's perspective in case you haven't talked to one. And this is a doctor that's not necessarily working the front lines, right? She's just a doctor who's watching what's happening and can give you some perspective. And when we come back, We're going to give you a special cocktail that you can make at home with something you probably already have. Yes. And that's from our very own Mallory Casual Swinger, not McGinley. (laughs) Honey, you want to tell everybody where they can find us and we'll be right back. Sure, guys. We're Casual Swinger everywhere. You want to find us online. That's www.casualswinger.com. And you can also shoot us an email podcast at Casual Swinger. If you're looking for us on social media, we're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. And on the dating sites, we are Double Date Nation, SDC, SLS, Cassidy, Quiver, and... God knows at this point. 
There's, is there another one? I think there's another one that I'm forgetting, but that's okay. That's all right. Hey, and if you love us, um, you want to give us a shout out and some kudos, please uh, feel free to go to iTunes and give us a review. There you go. Guys, we'll be right back with Doc Judy right after this. You're listening to Casual Swinger. everybody welcome back to casual swinger my name's mickey and we are missing the beautiful mallory right this minute she's on one of those essential work calls during this time but we have a special guest and she's got a very small window for reasons i'm sure you guys can all completely understand we have the beautiful doc judy with us doc judy how you doing today good how are you doing uh a little nervous not gonna lie things are a little crazy but uh (laughs) And I'm probably not as crazy as they are for you, though. Yeah. Well, the world world has been uh, turned upside down in the past week. So, yes, things are very interesting right now. Yeah, no doubt about it. But I really want to tell you how much we appreciate you joining us on the show. You know, we like to bring experts and professionals in different industries onto the show to talk about the subjects we talk about. Because while we might think we're pretty smart people over here at Casual Swinger, we're not experts on everything. So speaking of experts, let's talk real quick about your background. What kind of doctor are you and how long have you been at it? I am a family doc and I've been practicing since 2010. So you've been at this a little while. So as a family doctor, you probably are hearing from a lot of your patients right now and I mean every, I mean, it's allergy season so you probably got a lot of folks that are concerned that they're sick right now and maybe don't have all the symptoms of corona are you seeing an uptick in activity just normally right now we're definitely seeing a lot more stress and anxiety around what's going on because unfortunately besides you know now this pandemic it's towards the end of flu season and the beginning of allergy season so you're right there's all kinds of symptoms going on out there and it's it's difficult for someone to truly know is this my normal symptoms for the season? Is this the flu? Should I get tested? Can I get medication? Or is this coronavirus and I need um, guidance as to what to do? That's the issue is a lot of people don't know what to do. And I think there's a lot of misinformation out there too, right? I mean, we're in a meme society right now where everybody gets their information from even worse than 192 characters on Twitter. They're getting it from memes. So I think it's important for us to talk a little bit, right? Uh, uh, Just as, as professionals and as intelligent people about what these responses are. So have you in your professional career ever seen anything like COVID-19? No, not at all. And I, I think I can safely say nobody that is living right now has ever seen anything like this. The only thing that you can, you know, um, compare it to would be the Spanish flu of 1918. Wow. And millions of people died (laughs) then. And in 1918, the world population was significantly lower than it is right now. Correct. Wow, that's that's staggering. So what's so special about this virus that, that the world response has been so overwhelming? I mean, again, in my lifetime, I've never seen anything like this, even on 9-11. Uh, I mean, things didn't shut down to this level. So what what's so special about COVID? COVID, the reason it's so special is because it's, a, it's what we call a novel virus, so a new virus. It's a virus that we've never been exposed to before. So because of that, if you haven't, if we haven't been exposed, nobody has any immunity to it. So that's number one. Number one, we don't, we don't, we have not known about it. Number two, unfortunately, it it, it is a it is a pretty smart little bugger. 
Um, the, it is spreading a lot faster than anything else that we've seen. I mean, clearly it is worldwide, which is why it's now a pandemic. Um, and it, it is mutating. So we, it, it's hard for us to get a handle on um, what it is, what it does, and how we can treat it. So correct me if I'm wrong, but pandemic means that it's it's now out in the wild and it is uncontained, right? It's everyone correct. pretty much is going to get it or be exposed at some point. It's right, horrible. right. <sighs> correct. Well, so I'm seeing a lot of stuff on social media right now. And isn't the flu worse? I mean, H1N1 killed more people. Why the major reaction? Well, because we're not done with it quite yet. So can we truly say that H1N1 killed more people? We don't, we don't technically have that data yet. Is the flu worse? You know, your original question? Well, the flu, we know, you know, statistically that yes, about 0.1% of people with the flu will die. What we're finding, at least with this preliminary data, like I said, you know, jury's still out. We're, you know, we're still collecting. It looks like with COVID-19, 1% of people who are infected with it will die. So that's 10 times as many people. That's a massive Yeah, I mean, if difference. you look at it like that, again, yes, again, if you look at it like that, if, 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 if the numbers hold. But, I mean, we know flu. We know what it can do. And, yeah, so 0.1% of the population pretty much every year will die from the flu. And, and again, there's there's nothing like this that's ever occurred that has this level of mortality of any, I mean, at least not in our lifetimes. Correct. I mean, so what they are saying is this COVID-19 coronavirus is related to SARS and MERS, it, but it, it, those were contained outbreaks. It wasn't at a worldwide level, which is why we're having issues with this one. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so <laughs> let's talk about containment a little bit. Uh, you know, we have seen measures being taken by nations around the globe that some are severe and some are less severe. And even here in the United States, we're seeing certain states that are going in into complete lockdowns. I was talking to Jay from Average Swingers this morning and his daughter went out to do something fairly essential. She went out to get eggs and she was turned away and sent mm-hmm. home in Texas and said, go home. You don't need eggs. So now, of course, me in Florida, I could go get eggs right now. As a matter of fact, I could go get a haircut. So oh. what what are we looking at in terms of responses? Is, is this wide range of responses healthy? Is this a good thing? Or do we need a more unified response? I would say we would need a more unified response. I actually didn't realize that, that different states were, you know, quote unquote, locking down differently. You know, where where I am, all of the, you know, um, hair salons, nail, nail places, you know, basically non-essential businesses have been told that they have to shut down. But we are able to still go to the grocery store, the pharmacy, um, the liquor store. You're allowed to go out for uh, medical appointments. The key is, is with quote unquote locking things down, it's to try to prevent um, possible exposure. So spreading this virus and then ultimately, and I'm sure you've seen, you know, um, all over social media, the, the term flattening the curve. So if we can force people to stay away from each other, we can then hopefully get a better handle on this virus. Got it. And we're going to talk about flattening the curve here in just a minute. But, you know, this is Casual Swinger. This is a Swinger podcast. So 
Let's talk a little bit about, and, and thank you for being so open to have this conversation with swingers, by the way. I know that, you know, we don't always practice the best things in the world. For example, a condom is not going to help you with coronavirus, just in case any of you were wondering. Uh, it's not going to do a damn right, thing. Right, absolutely not. <laughs> but let's right. talk about what lifestylers can do. What, what can we do to stay connected to our lifestyle friends? Because obviously, you, I mean, the thing you need to do is isolate and stay away from each other during this time, right? Correct. So, I mean, are we, you know, what, I mean, we just did a thing the other night with some other content creators. We did a video chat where everybody got together and it turned into what we called hashtag Vorgy, which was basically a bunch of people <laughs> naked and screwing in their own homes on video. Uh, it, I don't think we really meant for that to happen. It was more of just kind of a birthday party for Nikki from our naughty escapades. But uh, is that sort of thing probably, should we just look at that as the norm for the lifestyle for right now? I think that's great, actually. I mean, besides keeping in touch with everyone, you know, via whatever outlet you want to use, I think that's great. You know, nowadays we do have this technology where you can video and see other people without actually being in the same room with somebody. I think that's fantastic. And how long, I mean, and I realize this is a swag, so let's just take the professional opinion out of this for a minute. I mean, how mm -hmm. long do you think we really should do this in order to to maintain safety? How long do you think this is going to go on? Well, okay, and it, taking your professional right. opinion um, out of it. <laughs> no, we could take a professional opinion out of it, or you know, just I'm okay. I'm looking at the data, so and if I can give it to you, and if you don't want to use it, you don't have to. But China has been on lockdown since January 23rd. They are looking to lift the lockdown for Wuhan, so which is the epicenter of where all this started, April 8th. So we're looking at over two months here. Wow. And when we mean lockdown, they lock down because as we know, other countries, their governments actually enforce things. So when they say lockdown, basically you are, you're, you're stuck in your home. So if we just look at that, I would say in my personal opinion, I think this is probably going to be for six weeks. So we've just started week two we're in this for a little bit longer. Wow. Well, you heard it here, folks, six weeks. And that's really just in the idea of staying safe, right? So six weeks. And this Correct. is, yeah, I mean, and like you said, other countries are actually enforcing this. Today, India locked down 1.4 billion people. Uh, that's that's no joke. Crazy. That's, a, that's pretty serious. <laughs> so let, what about private play dates? Like we know this other couple, they're secure, they're locked down too. Uh, how safe is that to go meet with those folks? You know, that's actually a really good question. It's actually a question that um, my significant other actually brought up today. And I said, no, we cannot do that because here's the thing. It, I think it is great if, you know, it's another couple, you know, you, 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 you hang out with all the time, you know, um, you know, where they work, who they interact with, but do you really, do you know that maybe seven days ago, you know, Aunt Millie wasn't listening to, um, the lockdown and decided to come and visit from New York City, which is having a major issue right now. Mm. Do you, you know, you don't know that. So you don't know if she could be an asymptomatic carrier of the virus. And yes, we're assuming that, you know, you and the other couple are healthy, maybe no issues, but then you guys could come into contact with it, maybe actually catch it and then possibly spread it to somebody who, you know, maybe you're taking care of an, you know, an, uh, an older um, family member, and then that person gets severely sick. I just think even though I would, I would love to say, sure, but that would be completely um, 
it would just be wrong of me to, to say that that would be a good idea. It's just not a good idea right now. We really should be trying to distance ourselves. In a sense, I mean, the, word, the real word is isolation. It's not just distancing. It's really isolating ourselves. Yeah, that's, uh, I've been isolating on my one-man kayak in the lake across the street from my house. So I think that's about as isolated right, well, as you can get. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. I mean, they were showing pictures over the weekend, you know, people in D.C. because they wanted to see the cherry blossoms. They were definitely not isolating. Mm, and no, I understand that you're outside, but, but you're right next to the person that you don't know. Now, I read, and, and through a contact of mine at the, at the CDC, I confirmed, but I'm going to ask it here live on the air. So when we talk about the airborne nature of this virus, I was told that it's viable for up to three hours in the air if someone is to cough or sneeze. Have you read or heard anything similar to that? Yes, that, that I believe is correct. But besides being in the air, we're also finding that, you know, it can live... On, on surfaces for up to 24 hours. Good grief. So a lot of my colleagues and I, besides, you know, bringing a change of clothes to change into before, you know, getting into your car and going home, a lot of us are actually stripping down before we even get into the house and immediately jumping in the shower. Can you do me a favor and just set, set up a webcam for that? No. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> I mean, Very funny. Just, just saying, I mean, for asking for a friend. <laughs> So, all right. So let's talk about some of the responses to the virus from clubs around the country, because lifestyle clubs are a huge part of being in the lifestyle, particularly in North America. Uh, They're all over the place in virtually every state in the country. And the responses have been all over the map. Uh, So, you know, when we talk about clubs that decided to stay open, now most clubs at this point are closed. Most of them have been given orders as non-essential businesses or as bars in a lot of places where bars were ordered to close. And that's how these places were zoned or operated were as, as bars or restaurants or, or even hotels and resorts in the case of places like Caliente or Secrets here in Florida. Now, uh, mm-hmm. some of these clubs made the decision to put out a notice very early on to say we're open, we're open for business, come on out and party. But here is our response. And their response were things like sanitizing door handles and high touch areas and additional sanitation protocols and more people wiping stuff down. I think we know now that's not enough. And it wasn't enough, right? Correct. That is not enough. I mean, first of all, you have to sanitize after every single person person touches that door handle. And to truly sanitize, I mean, the when we use these cleaning products, it's actually the surface of whatever you're trying to clean should be wet and allowed to naturally dry. We don't do that. No. You know, if you're using these, these disinfecting wipes and whatnot, once you take them out of the container and put them on a surface, it's essentially dry. So that is not actually sanitizing. All right. Well, actually, here's a question for you. Are, do you think okay, that so. life, lifestyle, <laughs> yeah, yeah, another question. Like I wasn't going to ask you more questions. It's a fucking interview. Um, so are, are lifestylers at a higher risk for contracting this disease by our nature, do you think? I mean. Is this the ultimate kissing I disease? I would say, well, <laughs> I mean, you're right. The kissing disease is a virus. Yeah. I mean, you know, so mono, you know, mono is a virus. Uh, Epstein-Barr. Um, I really do think, yes, if you continue the lifestyle during this lockdown during this period of time that we should be distancing ourselves from each other, 
Yeah, I really do think just because think about it, we're exposing ourselves to besides droplets, just because, you know, with having a lifestyle, you know, there's a lot of fluids, shall we say, um, <laughs> that ideally. get generated. I mean, right, ideally, but it's also been, you know, we're, we're exposing ourselves to basically, well, yes, every single mucous membrane that we have. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yes, it would, yes, we were, yes. Yes. Lifestyles would be at higher risk for sure. Hey, there's almost no circumstance you can think of that lifestyles aren't at higher risk. And I realize that question is kind of out of left field and sorry about that. But I think it's important that no, we identify not. that for people, right? And say, hey, like, let's think about this logically. And, and you just did it, guys. You just heard a, a GP doctor go back and go, wait a minute. Every mucous membrane, mouths, eyes, hands, we use all these things in the lifestyle to interact. And if, if you knew Judy like I know Judy, then you'd know exactly why I want to use all of those things. To, but I'm just saying, guys, <laughs> wow, this is, this is, we're such high risk group when it comes to this, that isolation is actually hyper important. Now here, we've got a club here in Florida, Secrets Hideaway in Orlando, super nice club, super really great group of people that go there, great group of people that run it. And they they're a little ahead of the curve when it comes to tech. They're younger people and they really want to stay ahead of the curve. So they deployed UV lights while they were still open, while the playrooms were open and the rooms were open. Uh, they deployed UV lights to sanitize these areas. Now, I realize this, is pro this isn't your area of expertise necessarily, but have you heard of anybody else using UV light to sanitize areas? And does that sound like a good approach, especially with Corona and knowing what we know about Corona? Is that gonna really help it's interesting that you mentioned the uv lights because i've seen a lot of uv lights advertised online uh well they're using it to sanitize so they're they they had a what amounted oh, to, to a meme and said that exposure at certain times for a certain type of uv light would kill bacteria and viruses and every bit of research that i found and i did quite a bit said that it was effective mm -hmm. in killing certain viruses like mers for example mers was 30 minutes of exposure direct exposure to this light but it had to be within eight cubic okay. feet of the light in 30 minutes but those are bacteria do viruses respond differently? That you know, it's a good question. I, 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 I don't know either. So I mean, I'm it's just unaware, a conversation, right? If a UV light could help us sanitize, I mean, you're right. I know UV lights to detect things. I'm not sure. And so, but as you said, though, you have to be pretty close. So then, I mean, that would just take forever to sanitize things. It's kind of what, what I was thinking. Saying? It would take a really friggin' long time. <laughs> and and I heard from yeah. some people that were there. I that, mean, maybe good for like your keyboard, <laughs> right? Well, I heard from right. some people that were there that said that, you know, there were UV lights were all over the place and they were going crazy with them and they were always on and they were always in places. And I think it was a really noble attempt at trying to stay mm -hmm. open. And, and let's let's cover this real quick, because I do think it's important to recognize we're not calling anybody out. Uh, we love all these lifestyle clubs and we want to continue to do business with them. I think they're trying to stay open to keep their employees employed. There's people that, I mean, everyone's laid yeah. off. Uh, even Secrets laid yeah. off pretty much everybody. So that's these people are just trying to stay open and trying to keep their livelihoods afloat. And a great example would be the Champagne Club. And we're going to talk about that in about two seconds. Uh, the Champagne Club, mm -hmm. you know, made a lot of changes like those guys limited their crowd size. Uh, that's exactly what Champagne did. They limited their crowd size to under the limit that was uh, provided by the governor and took extra steps like eliminating serving spoons at the buffet and cleaning mm -hmm. intervals for bathrooms. I, I don't know that these steps are enough. But even in the Champagne Club's case, they ended up shut down and shut down permanently, which we're going to do another episode on. But, you know, it, are these steps enough limiting crowd size and spoons or is is it just better to just shut the fuck down? 
I mean, I, I think it's just better to shut the fuck down. As you said, we're now finding that it's airborne. So if it's in the air and if it can survive for up to three hours, I mean, unless you have the technology or whatever, some sort of equipment to then clean out the air. I mean, no, that would just, no. It would just be better if everyone would just stay away from each other. Let let this thing do its, do its damage and then we can get back to some sort of normalcy. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that that we've talked about a lot in the news and we've talked about, you know, personally is something that that people are calling and you actually referenced it a little while ago called flattening the curve. So, you know, when I explain flattening the curve to people and I want you to help me out here and tell me if my math is crazy or not. All right. You ready? (laughs) Yeah, ready. All right, here we go. So roughly (laughs) 350 million people in the United States. That's a little high, but I'm a little high for a reason. So 350 million people in the United States. This disease has Mm a rough contagion rate of around 70% transmission rate is everything I've read is somewhere in that in that realm. So that's Mm -hmm. 245 million people that are potentially at risk to catch this disease. Then you multiply that times 15%, which is the number of people that do come in contact with the disease, that contract the disease, that now need acute medical care or staffed medical care in order to function. So now that number Mm -hmm. is 36.75 million people. 36.75 million people could potentially, now I realize this is super high, this is the spike. So 36 Mm -hmm. million people potentially could need acute medical care. So here's the number that should scare the living shit out of anybody listening to this podcast right now. There are 543,000 staffed acute care beds in this country, Mm -hmm. 543,000. So when we talk about flattening the curve, now, by the way, those numbers are all at maximum. If we bring those numbers down to reality, we're still talking about roughly one and a half to two million people that require acute medical care at the same time. And that's a 5%. If we take my numbers down to 5% of what they are. At, instead of 100%, mm-hmm. 5%, it's still in excess of the capacity of the healthcare system. That's Correct. what flattening the curve means. Now, am I right? Correct. Am I wrong? Am I crazy? You are correct. Basically, by us distancing ourselves from others, we are basically trying to make it so that all of those, say, all of those people that are going to need that acute care, are going to need that bed in the ICU, that are going to need that ventilator, don't inundate the hospitals all at one time. Make it so that people are just going to die because they can't get the help which is what has happened in other countries for other things where they can't get help. And then ergo, that's, that's where you see that spike in the, in, you know, in, in, in the, um, those charts that you would see. So flattening the curve would be, if we can do what we, we think that this, you know, distancing and, you know, isolating and locking things down, then there won't be that inundation into the healthcare system. And then people who really do need, you know, to get medical care will be able to get it and then hopefully beat it. Flattening the curve doesn't mean that people aren't ultimately going to get sick because once a pandemic has been declared, that means it's in the wild and it's pretty much everyone's going to be exposed to it eventually. So correct, it, correct. once that happens, we're not trying to keep everybody from getting sick. We're trying to keep everybody from getting sick at once. Correct. That's exactly what we're trying to do. So what does it look like in your opinion as a doctor? What does it look like if the healthcare system is inundated and can no longer deal with the number of patients that are critically ill at one time, what happens? People are just going to die. Yeah, and, that's what I was you looking know, for. We, well, exactly. We, we, you know, we live in the, you know, the best 
country in the world. That should not happen. That should never be an option. So I think that answers the question of, of what can be, what happens if we don't stick to these social distancing guidelines. More people get sick at once and more people die, right? Correct. So will sticking to the guidelines make this crisis pass sooner? I mean, are we able to accelerate that six-week time frame that you talked about by doing the right thing now? I don't know. I mean, that, right, that would, that would be, well, that would be my guesstimate. That would be my hope is six weeks. Like I said, if we use China as an example, like I said, that's going to be over two months. We don't, I don't have the, you know, the, the timeline for Italy yet because they're still in the thick of it. So I don't know. But I do think if we can actually listen and do this, we, we have a better chance of being successful here. I feel myself continuing to use words like, wow, and oh my God, and holy shit, and uh, I mean, those are words that swingers should use a lot, but not like this. Right. <laughs> not in this. Not for this. Not because of the virus. No. <laughs> no bueno. Well, and it's, cool. it's a weird. It is. It's definitely a weird time that we're living in right now. I mean, no, like I said, nobody alive has, has experienced this. No. But I think we just kind of have to roll with the punches. No, we do. And, you know, we've seen some pretty interesting things. Now, I don't know if you heard, but Desire just closed. Uh, they're closed for about oh. three weeks. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know necessarily that resorts like Hedonism in Jamaica had a choice because they shut down all incoming flights and ships into that country. So they're just like everybody right. out, right? So when and when everybody yeah. leaves, that's it. And, it. and at one point they were quarantining, said, you know, we're going to quarantine people in their rooms. Now we're going to quarantine them to the resort that they're here on. And now just everybody out. So this isn't just affecting lifestyle clubs, in the United States. It's not affecting lifestyle parties. This morning, Podcast of Palooza announced that it's actually postponing until October. So events all over the place. Hell, we postponed our Nashville party. I think everybody's yeah, well, kind of getting this in the lifestyle, right? Party's over for a while. Yeah. Well, I, and I, 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 I do think people in the, in the lifestyle probably understand this better than the general population. I think so. Uh, by and large, one of the things I've noticed about lifestyle people is they're a little more empathetic and, and maybe mm-hmm. uh, the education level is usually a little higher. Uh, I find it, and I think that's where that kind of grasp of non-monogamy starts when you start questioning where is this coming from and why. I, 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 it's probably a whole other show we could do about that. But as, as, <laughs> as a doctor, I am concerned. I have symptoms. Um, what symptoms should I be concerned about? And at what point should I seek medical help? If I'm listening to this show right now and, and I've got some symptoms, are, are there any symptoms in particular that should be red flags for our listeners? Yes. So it, right now we're still focusing on the big three, although I'm sure everyone is reading reports that there are now other symptoms that uh, patients with COVID-19 have. But it's really fever, cough, and shortness of breath. Those are still the big three that we screen for. Um, we we used to ask about travel history, and you know, at this point, it's it's worldwide, so it doesn't really matter where you've been. We just need to know if you have these symptoms. Can we like are you in a state where we can get you tested? Or if you're in my state at this point, we if you have symptoms, we are just going to have to presume that you have it and uh, treat you symptomatically, which means technically there's not much we can do. So, I mean, the only, I think, take-homes besides what we just talked about, you know, the big three um, symptoms, the other things that I can tell you is what we're finding is that ibuprofen is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. So for fever control, uh, we would like people to stick with Tylenol if, if they need it. 
and then the only other thing that I I can provide as long as your as long as your symptoms are not severe enough that you would require um, acute care in a hospital is as I said symptomatic control so you know over the counter cough medication cough and cold medication that's really all that we can do right now. All right, so this is actually a, a question that's a complete offshoot of what you just said, but if I'm not allowed to take Advil and all I want to do is drink when this stuff is going on and I've got a monster hangover, what am I supposed to take for my headache? Well, you better hope that your liver is not damaged um, and that you can take Tylenol. <laughs> that's all I can tell you. Oh, that's absolutely awful. All right, so... It, <laughs> You know, we've we've definitely got our hands full with this thing. I think we've got our hands full from a lifestyle perspective, but as a society too, and uh, looking out for each other is is probably a, a great way to do this. Is there any sense whatsoever to some of the hoarding that you've seen going on? I mean, is there any medical reason why people should be hoarding some of the things they're hoarding? Because people are panicking. There's so there's two things. People are panicking. I don't understand the toilet paper thing. I don't know how toilet paper is going to help you because think about the symptoms I gave you. It's not diarrhea. So I don't understand that. You're not, if you don't have the shits, you don't need it. (laughs) You don't need it. How about you just, you should, well, you should have toilet paper on hand, but you don't need to buy out all the toilet paper so that other people can't get it. But the hoarding of the hand sanitizer, you know, disinfectant cleaners and things like that. No, unfortunately, those people are doing because they realize that people are panicking and they were actually going to sell it to make a profit, which is very sad to see. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. Well, I think, you know, people are trying to take steps. Uh, You know, we definitely put out a a list of toy sanitizers out there that are available that some of which have antiviral properties, but I think at this point, Oh, good. That's excellent. Yeah. I mean, I I think that those are valuable things. Uh, If nothing else, to really clean anything you might have put on your own toys. I know we had some people come back and go, you really shouldn't be sharing toys with anybody right now. And I'm like, that wasn't the point. It's that if you, you know, have right. something on your hands or on your body or on your person that you're able to clean these toys. So we did share that information out there from casual toys. Uh, is there, you know, anything else that people should know? I mean, if, if you had to give a message as a medical professional to people, what would that message be? It would be just keep washing your hands. It is kind of amazing how it's the most simplest thing. Wash your hands. So good old soap and warm water, you know, it helps kill. And don't touch your face. Basically, don't touch any place that has a mucous membrane because then that's how you can, you know, potentially spread and infect yourself. Somebody told me that they put hot sauce on their hands to teach themselves not to touch their face. Like, I don't know that I want to go through well, you that. Need to- I agree. If you need to do that, then there might be a problem. (laughs) Well, I think it's amazing. It is. It is amazing. Well, because you want to know why? It just goes to show you. We touch our faces way more than you would ever think. Oh, so much. Incessantly. So I do appreciate that person saying that. Yeah. (laughs) But Uh, I wouldn't do that. (laughs) No, no, don't do that. Just wash your damn hands and don't touch your face. All right. And, you know, and from us to, to our listeners, obviously, if you guys are listening to this, you know, follow the, follow the social distancing guidelines, right? I think that's that's pretty important because one person can infect four and a half people in an hour of interaction of just going out and seeing people. It's it's very very quick to infect, and those Correct. four and a half people Correct. can infect four and a half more. So it's very easy for an entire room of people to infect each other 
in no time flat, correct. right? So You are correct. So basically, it's be good to your neighbors, stay away from them. <laughs> <laughs> be good to your neighbors. If you like them and don't want them to die, get away from them. Right, stay away. Right. No more barbecues, <laughs> no more hanging out. And right. certainly, for God's mm-hmm. sake, stop fucking each other for a little while. Right, well, you can, but as you said, do it via video. <laughs> do it via video, Right. <laughs> and everybody stay tuned for Doc Judy's webcam where she changes clothes every day. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Not going to happen. Look, Doc, I really appreciate you taking the time. You know we love you, and I know it's been really hard to nail you down. We've been waiting to do this episode. We had some listeners come out to us and say, guys, when's your next episode coming out? And we're like, we're waiting because we want to make sure we get the professionals in here to have conversations with you that matter and that's exactly what this was i know it wasn't a lot of fun and i know it's not sexy but this is the world we live in right now and we want to get back to the sexy time exactly that is the goal you bet so thank you so much for spending time with us we're going to be right back with you guys we're going to have a little more conversation about some of those sexy things we're doing ladies and gentlemen you've been listening to casual swinger guys we're back welcome to casual swinger and that was doc judy with my better half mickey and i'm mallory yeah uh, still me i'm sorry about all of the me in that conversation guys ah you know what you gotta pitch it sometimes man you gotta roll with the punches and it was a great opportunity to have a conversation with her i'm glad you did it it really was and you know this has been one of our longest episodes of casual swinger but we wanted to have fun we wanted to be informative and we wanted to bring you an expert which i think that kind of sums up who we are right i think so i think that kind of rounds us out a bit yeah Yeah. except for the staggering drunks which brings us to cocktail (gasps) corner with mallory casual swinger i think we need theme music for cocktail corner theme music got it i'm on it so we were talking about cocktails because i mean i think we've been drinking a little more than usual given the circumstances because we're sequestered at home and all the recipes I was going through, you know, the stuff I, I wanted to recommend and that I, I like, especially when we go out, may require stuff that you may not have readily available and don't want to leave your homes to go get. So I'm assuming that most of you are going to have something to make what I call the sangria of solitude. <laughs> I love that name, by the way. <laughs> sangria of solitude. So I've, I've made quite a lot of sangria in, in our days, and I think I've pared it down to the necessities here. And if you have a bottle of wine and orange juice and something bubbly, you're you're in the game. Does Diet Coke count? No. Oh. <laughs> I'll, go through the, I'll go through the recipe. So you can do this with red or white wine um, with one whole bottle. You're going to need a pitcher. And you're going to empty the bottle into the pitcher. And then about a half a cup or more to taste, if you like it, a little sweeter, less alcoholic um, of orange juice. Orange juice is a staple in most homes, I think. And then something bubbly. And when I say bubbly, I mean something like if you're, you know, don't want it as sweeter or the the wine you have is a little sweeter, maybe some club soda, you know, if available. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a lemon-lime soda. A lot of people use Sprite 7-Up, those types of um items when they're making their sangria or if you want to punch it up a notch a little bit of champagne and i usually try to match the amount of um orange juice to the amount of bubbly because 
I, I'm not super sweet. So say I have a bottle of Pinot. So I'll empty the whole bottle of Pinot. I'll add about a half a cup of the orange juice. And then personally, I'll do either a half cup of champagne, if it's like I have a bottle open from like the night before, or I'll do club soda because then I'm going to add some fruit in there like oranges or berries. And you can really use either in the white or red. The darker berries like blackberries or raspberries, if you have some, you know, in the freezer or you have some in the fridge, I usually do the darker berries in the red sangria. And with the red sangria, I'll do a half cup, maybe just a tablespoon or two more of orange juice. And then I'll use um, the lemon lime soda because for whatever reason, my reds tend to be a little drier. So it just punches it up, makes it a little sweet. Hmm. I like it. And yeah. so this is the sangria of solitude. Aye. <laughs> and if you drink enough of it, you won't give a shit that you're home alone. <laughs> well, and I even break it up into, I have um, mason jars laying around from canning. So I'll even break it up into um, smaller jars and put the lids on and keep it. It keeps in the fridge for, I think, like a week. Well, and for you parents out there, we can call it the kid tolerance Kool-Aid. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, look, guys, we are thinking about all of you out there and we hope you had some fun, but you also learned a few things about this COVID nightmare that's going on right now, not just in America, but around the world. This is genuinely a worldwide problem and it's not going to go away anytime soon not from a disease perspective and not from an economic perspective. So support each other and look out for each other. And Mal, you want to tell everybody one more time where they can find us. You can find us in our house and, uh, <laughs> in perpetuity amongst ourselves. Um, yes. Fucking each other. Yes. Um, and camming. No, I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not ready for that. Selling game. your underwear. Um, but we're casual swinger everywhere. You want to shoot us a message. That's podcast at casual swinger. You can find us at casualswinger.com. We're also on the dating sites, uh, dating sites that includes um, Double Date Nation, SLS, SDC, uh, Cassidy, and Quiver. Mm -hmm. And then we are on social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Okay, as that's all Swinger. those fun places you yeah. can find us. And by the way, one more reminder, Casual Toys is shutting down for two weeks, uh, more or less, from pretty much today through April 13th. So if you place an order with us during that time, you're going to receive your order after it ships on April 13th. Right. And there's that's not a hard set stone date. So if, as no. it changes, just follow us on social media, uh, Casual Toys, and we'll keep you updated there as well as Casual Swinger. Or go to CasualToys.com and you can see that information there. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been my, 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 my Sharona. And this is our late- Sharona? It's my Sharona. I'm not Sharona. Are you Sharona? I'm not Sharona. <laughs> <laughs> God, we need a drink. Dude, no, I, yeah. It's my Corona. Actually, yeah. Yes, it is. It's, <laughs> this has been Mama, my Corona. And we loved spending this time with you guys. Thank you so much. Be safe. Take care of each other. You've been listening to Casual Swinger.